The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome back once again to Brutal Nation, the podcast series that's dedicated to lesser-known serial killers and acts of true crime. Yay! I'm your host, the one, the only, the still wearing his onesies, rubber Dude, ducky jam jams. I want people to realize it is two o'clock in the afternoon when we're recording this, and he is still in his fucking pajamas. Because they're comfortable. These are my rubber ducky jam You made jam fun jams. of me on Christmas Day when we were recording, and I freaking had my pajama bottoms on. Uh-huh. Yeah, they- you are wearing... Hooded fucking footies. Footy pajamas, yeah. With a butt flap that we just found. And rubber duckies. Yay. <laughs> rubber ducky, you're the one. Maritza saying that to me when I was telling her what I was wearing the other day. You were uh, wearing that the other day, too? Yeah, I've been wearing these for a couple of days. Not like, no, no, not on the road. Like, I'm taking them off. Like, I had to get dressed in real clothes when we went grocery shopping and shit like that. But Oh, that's true. And then, you know, you were home on Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? Monday. Monday. Yeah, because everything was closed. Yeah. The roads were closed. <clears throat> All right, boys and girls. Today, I'm going to do for you a world record holder as the youngest serial killer of all time. In the world. No, there's one in India that was younger. No, not, not before nine years old. Was there? I'll bet you $100. Oh, because at the time, he's I like think the- he was only, well, maybe it was at that time because oh. this kid, I think, was only six. Hmm. I'm about to check him out. His name is Catano Santos Gordino, a.k.a. Wait for it. You know what? No, I'm going to tell you later. I'm going to tell you later because I love this guy's moniker. That's why I gave him to you. <laughs> By the late 1800s, poverty swept through Italy. There's very little work to be found, and people and families went without food as well. That was when Fiore Gordano, Catano's father, immigrated to Argentina with his family. And they actually went to Buenos Aires. Okay. In case anybody wanted to know. So, Fiore and Lucia were both a really abusive alcoholics from what I read. Oh. Oh, yeah. So, you can already see where this shit's starting, right? Uh, yeah. This is like a freaking um, Daniel J. LaPlante all over again. Oh, but wait. This next part's going to get you even better. You ready for this? Fiore contracted syphilis before the birth of Catano. Oh, is that why? And this was years before there'd be a cure for the sex for the sexually transmitted right. disease. And that cure is a really simple one. It's just penicillin, right? You know, but you, you they're, they're not even going to come out with that for quite a while. I'm going to hit your son. I would too. I'd kick him right in the fucking nuts. Yeah, well, he deserves it after what he just said. Because he knows what I'm going to give your mom. Keep her healthy. Anyway, I fucking hate you both. <clears throat> Even though he had the disease, it didn't stop Fiore um, from really needing to satisfy his urges. And on October 31st, Halloween of 1896. Oh, it was clear back then. Uh-huh. Kitano was born. And since his father had syphilis when Kitano was, born, was conceived, it's a safe bet to say that Kitano's mother, Lucia, had it too. And passed it on to Kitano. Oh, I'm sure. So And he had several medical issues growing up. He was always at the doctor and everything like that because, you know, syphilis. So Oh, yeah, I'm sure he had a lot of birth defects. 
so later on in this in this episode, I'll, I actually copied uh, and, and wrote down exactly what the Washington Department of Health says how it affects the the body, but it, it attacks your organs. <clears throat> right, but does it say anything about what happens if a pregnant woman, if a woman is pregnant and contracts I it? I didn't look that up, but I would imagine that you would pass it on because it affects your well, organs and the in your bloodstream, and eventually it can actually destroy your mind. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I was watching a show one time that um, <coughs> one of the ladies contracted syphilis later in life, and she ended up with dementia. Yeah, that's very yeah, yeah, very common thing back then. Medical issues and abnormalities. Yeah, so Katano also had some abnormalities, which we're going to get into that. So, before we get into that part of this, though, um, it was known that his father would get drunk and beat his entire family taking his rage out on all of them. And it would later be discovered that Keanu's older brothers would beat him as well. Now, before they left Italy, their their youngest child had died from, uh, I can't remember what it was, because I didn't write it down. Um, and from what I'd read... So this would have been Cortano's, uh, Tatano's younger brother. Older. Older brother, okay. Yeah. It so it was before he was born. Right, it's before he was born, um, and uh, then they had they had moved mm-hmm. to Argentina, and his father still had a lot of pent up rage and guilt over the death of his son. Mm-hmm. So this little side note. So, you know the AKA that I promised you in the beginning. Well, here it comes. I can't wait. You see, Katano was a small child. Hell, when he grew up to be uh, an adult, he was a small man. He also had huge ears and very long arms. He was malformed, just to say the least malformed. So how tall was he, actually? Did it say? I didn't see, but I could probably look that up. The kids in his neighborhood called him, ready? The big-eared midget. That's his moniker. Yeah. And it has it in Argentinian or Spanish, whatever the fuck it is, and I didn't write it down because I can't say it. It's Argentinian. Oh, I have it yeah, it's like... Give me a second. Oh, okay. Well, then you can tell motherfuckers about it. I'm yeah, going to keep going. Yeah, his name was... I got it right here. Uh, Petiso... Petiso Orejudo. That sounds like a Dr. Seuss character. P-E-T-I-S-O. Then the second word is O-R-E-J-U-D-O. So, oh, okay. Petiso Orejudo. Yeah, that sounds right. Fuck it. Well, if I'm not right, Maritza, please call me and let me know. <coughs> So in school, he wasn't a particularly bright student, and his behavior was fucking horrible. Oh, I'm sure. He was so bad that he was tra- transferred out of several schools until he got kicked out altogether due to his violent behavior. Um, he didn't mind, though. He didn't give a shit. He gave him more time to roam the streets, which is what he actually liked to do. At his home, there was warning signs of what was to come. This wasn't something that they could actually say, oh, my God, we didn't know. Right. Because he killed the birds that his parents had kept at their canaries, and uh, he would torture and kill cats, and he hid the dead bodies in his shoebox under his bed. Wow. So he hunted, he hunted down and killed stray cats in the neighborhood. Okay. Okay, and would kill them. So uh, we've got the animal torture there, which we yeah. see in every list 
from the McDonald Triad all the yeah, way through. Even the newer ones. And yeah, I was trying to remember what the newer ones really are. We really see it a lot with the teenagers who oh, or yeah. younger kids who kill. It's very predominant with them. But this was even as a child before he started killing people. So before right. the age of nine. Well, remember, um, what's his name? Uh, the guy in uh fucking Boston area that I covered way back when. Oh, um, um, that at five years old, remember? Yeah. So his need to torture and kill was growing inside him like a virus, just waiting to take over. Oh, I'm sure it was. His family had sent him to a reform school of sorts after he killed the birds. There he studied and he actually learned how to read and write. Because, you oh, know, wow. no other fucking choice, right? Yeah. Keanto's first two victims were assaulted and not killed, although. He did set them. He did set out to kill him. Oh, okay. His first two were boys. First, there was Miguel de la Cali. Uh, he was only three years old at the time. He lured him away with the promise of candy to a deserted area. Hey, little boy, I've got candy. Come with me. So, how old was this victim? Three. Okay, so he chose really younger ones. Yeah, uh, and I've got theories behind all of this. Okay, because this this kid was actually sick, but we'll we'll get into that later. So he, uh, uh, when he had the kid alone, he began to beat him in the head with a rock. His only saving grace was that a cop had seen what was going on and came to the aid of the three-year-old. Okay. Nothing was done to Katano, and he was let go. Sounds like Mary Bell. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, <laughs> oh, poor little thing. It was yeah. just two kids fighting. The next was an 18-month-old boy. Holy shit. And he lured him to a deserted area as well. Wow. And we got the boy alone. He began to beat him once again with a rock. Well, how would he? I mean, he wouldn't even have to lure him. You just have to pick him up and carry him. Well, the cops were once again there to witness what was going on and save the kid. Okay. So saving grace, right? Um, but nothing happened again. Yeah. And sadly, though, nothing was done to Keanto. The, the cops and his father actually chalked up to two boys simply having a fight. Keep in mind that Keanto, uh, Katano, rather, was about eight years old, and his victims were three and 18 months old. Three years old and 18 months old. Holy shit. Uh, this is two How boys having he a fight. Again? He was like eight, seven, eight years old. When he started killing? When No, nine when he killed his first victim. But right oh, now he's just fuck. beating the shit. Yeah. So, Katano would claim his first victim when he was only nine years old. No one would find out about it, though, until he confessed to the killing years later after he was caught. His victim was Maria Rosa Face, as in my face, a three-year-old girl. He lured her to a uh, deserted spot, but this time there was no one there to save her life. He began to beat her in the head with a rock and decided to strangle her instead. Wow. After he choked her for a while, he went back to beating her in the head with a rock. He then drug, he dug a grave for her uh, in a ditch that was full of trash, put her body in the grave while she was still alive, and covered her up with trash. Yeah, she's buried alive. My God. That look on your face is priceless. No, it's just like. I mean, to consider a nine-year-old was a doing nine-year-old this. A nine-year-old doing this deep Yeah, shit. That's, that's what is, like, so, like, I can't wrap my mind around. 
So this next part uh, is not confirmed, okay? I read several stories uh, that say that he did, in fact, masturbate all the time. Then there's also stories that say that it never happened. So I'm putting it out there just in case. When he was about 10 years old, he discovered the ho- uh, another hobby. The hobby was masturbating. Which, yeah, hey, I can't blame you, man. He masturbated so much his parents didn't know what to do about it. That's when they went to the police and had him placed in jail for two months in order to get him to stop beating the meat. That is what, and it's 50-50. Some say that this is true. Some that say that he isn't. But I'm leaning more towards truth, and here's why. You have a mental disorder. Yes. Okay, obviously. Right. You have physical defects, so you're not... Right. You know, you don't really have that self-esteem. You've got social plus issues. Going, yeah, plus he's going through puberty, which every boy, when he hits puberty, chokes the chicken. Oh, hell yeah, man. And then when you become an adult, you do it way more. My question great. is, and I'm just going to do a side oh, note here. here we go. Where the fuck were these institutions when you were growing up? Because <sighs> I'm sure your mom would have slammed you in one when she caught you. No, it's just made fun of me for fucking like a million years. Well, there you go. And now I don't care. I, I admit that I beat the meat every once in a while. Dude, you tell everybody that you spanked the monkey. Hell yeah, man. And How many the- other terms can we come up with for and masturbation? And it's not even for lack of getting laid. You know, I just, sometimes you just want to, hey, I'm you just, just going to whip one out, huh? Yeah, but I just want to pull one off and go to sleep. Pull one off and go to sleep. Or wake up and pull one off before you go to work. Yeah, I've done that many times. I know, you've told me. The best part of waking up. Is your dick in your hand? <laughs> yes, pretty much. It's not yeah. coming in your cup? Ew! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's look at his crime spree, boys and girls. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm on several months of my fucking sinuses just keep draining. Whether it's allergies or the cold. I probably have COVID or something. I don't fucking know. I'd die. On January 17th, 1912. Are you paying attention? Are you fucking yes. around? Okay, motherfucker. Gordino set fire to a warehouse. Uh, and when he was arrested, he told the police, I like to see the firemen working. It's nice, to, it's nice to see how they fall into the fire. He said this? He yeah. started the fire and said this? Yeah. Holy motherfucker. Yeah. At nine. At, yeah. This is what started his crime spree. He had all kinds of shit going on with him. Dude, he had a lot of deviance, didn't he? On January 26th of 1912, Arturo Lorona, 13, was found in an abandoned house. A few months later, on March 7th, 1912, Gordino set fire to the dress of Rihanna Vainskoff. She was a five-year-old. Uh, and she didn't recover. She died some days later. She was actually out window shopping. She was shopping with her, with her grandfather. In, in, in the town, and he set her on fire. Grandfather came across the street, and from what I heard, he got hit by a car while he's trying to cross the street. The grandfather save- did? Yeah. Holy shit. So a cop tried to put her out, finally gets her put out, but then she she died. Um, from the wound. From the wound, yeah, yeah because she from got the shock, probably. burned up, you know? Yeah. A lot of burn victims <laughs> actually die from the shock and the trauma. In late September of 1912, he set fire to a railway station, which was extinguished without extensive damage. They got that one quick, right? On November 8th, 1912, he tried to choke an 18-year-old Roberto Russo. He was arrested and charged with attempted murder, but was released until the trial. Wow. 
on November 16th of 1912. So he's like fucking, he's busy as shit, right? Yeah. He hit Carmen Gattinioni, G-H-I-T-T-O-N-I, Gattinioni, whatever. Um, and he suffered some minor wounds before the police uh, intervened. Well, it sounds like the police have intervened quite a bit. Which shocks me. because But they, then nothing's being done. But surprised me because they're in a very poor area of Buenos That's Aires. That's true. You know, like, it's still poverty stricken. It's like Italy at right. the time, but it's in Buenos Aires. So you're still poor, but you're just in a different country. Okay. And on November 20th of 1912, he kidnapped two-year-old Carolina Neolinder. And uh, so anyway, she starts screaming, right? And she gets rescued by one of the neighbors. And later in the same month, he set fire to two large sheds that were put out really quickly. Right. So he's doing all this shit, and there's more that he's going to do. Nobody's doing jack shit about it. Right. It's like, yeah. It's almost as if he were a doctor or a nurse. No shit, huh? (laughs) Because those are the, or Carol Cole, those are the ones that get away with it. <laughs> the the really, like, mentally deranged or mentally ill people or the fucking doctors or nurses. Oh, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. On December 3rd of 1912, he saw, uh, it's hard for me to pronounce this shit, god damn it, Gersando Giriondo? 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 G-I-O-R-D-A-N-O. I would say it was a G sound. Yeah. Because, you know, Ger- I mean, uh, Gerardo and stuff like that, Spanish names have the hard G. Okay. Yeah, it works for me. Fuck it. So, anyway, he's playing outside of his house and he offered to buy this kid, you know, some sweets, some candy, and things like that to convince him to kind of go away with him. Okay. Oh, my nose is just. Which sounds like that kid out of Massachusetts. Because <laughs> remember, he offered candy or to show him the harbor, the sailors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or take him to a circus. Right, right. I remember that one now. Uh, where was I? Anyway. So, he goes and uh, he, he provided a few sweets, then offered him more. You know, he scanned him, offered him more. And then took the kid to, um, this is a country house. Okay. So, I'm thinking it's an abandoned like one, if I remember. Like something Yeah, like that. something yeah. like that. I think it was one that was abandoned, if I'm remembering right. So they go inside. He throws him on the floor and unsuccessfully tried to choke him with his belt. Then he cut his belt and tied his hands up and legs, binds him up, and started to beat him and uh, considered hammering his head. Oh, it gets better. He left the house looking for a nail and saw this kid's dad. Wow. And uh, so his dad's looking for his son, right? His young son. He goes, huh, I don't know where he is. Piece of shit out of me. Mary Bell. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I have no idea where your child is. Go away. He is like reminding me of a couple of our. Well, this is the part that's going to get you. You ready? He goes back to the house and nails a nail into his head. To this kid's head? To the kid's (gasps) head. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Randy Kraft. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. So then he, after, because he's dead, he hides the corpse. Right. And the, the his body was literally found minutes later. Wow. So he gets out, 
Dad's looking around. So I'm going to go check inside here. Oh, shit. There's my kid with a goddamn nail in his head. Wow. So he didn't hide the corpse very well. No. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Sorry. I know. Dead air. I'm just, I was confused about what I wrote. So anyway, this sick little bastard actually went to the wake for the kid. Wow. Walked up to the casket and touched the hole where the nail was. Oh, my God. Yeah. Nothing like reliving your crime. Uh-huh. So on December 4th of 1912, he actually got arrested by the police and he confessed to his crimes. He said, yeah, I did all this shit. That's like. Oh, it gets better. Because <laughs> most of this is going to be in my take on it. Because I love stuff out of South America, like Argentina or Central America. Yeah. You get a whole lot of fucking well, information. I was going to say, first of all, they don't give you. I mean, they give you a shit ton of pictures most of the time. Oh, yeah. Like. Like deep, I mean, like graphic crime scene photos. Yeah, they were good on that. But yeah. So on January 4th of 1913, they sent him to a reformatory. And that's where he tried to kill some, some of the inmates. Due to medical reports, which declared him insane, the judge discontinued the case and ordered him to stay in the reformatory. So it's, I think it was kind of a nut house. Yeah. Okay. On November 12th of 1915, an appeal was approved, ordering him to be moved to the jail by November 20th. Wow. So they said, okay, we're done with you in the nut hut. We're going to send you to real jail. Did I miss something? No, I didn't. It's down here. Sorry. Um, on March 28th of 1923, uh, he was transferred to the... God, fucking, I got I to start practicing some of these damn names. Yeah. Yushia Penitentiary. During the course of, uh, of 1933, he spent some time in the hospital for, beating, uh, for a beating that he suffered from the inmates due to having killed two of the cats that were their pets. So, you know, they're stray cats. You got a pet cat, and he's fucking killing them. He's like, fuck you there, Sylvester the cat. I'm going to give you the Tweety Bird treatment. <laughs> Dude. No shit, yo. That bulldog that always chased him yep. around. <laughs> exactly. From 1935 onward, he was always really sick, and he received no visitors until he died in 1944 under some kind of strange circumstances. 1944? Yeah. So that would have made him, what, 50-some years old? Wasn't he born in the late 90s? 19, 18? Uh, 1898, I think. Okay, so almost 50, 50 years old. Yeah. yeah. The reports vary. The official report is that he died from heart issues, but later on, it was said that a guard reported that he died after another inmate stabbed him to death, like prison shamed him and go, you're going to die, senor? Well, after all he did in there, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, which doesn't surprise me. So, and especially in a South American prison. Yeah, I heard he got stabbed in the heart, so technically it was a heart complication because it's really complicated when he gets stabbed in the heart. Tend to die that way. You do, kind of. Heart heart issues. Mm-hmm. He has heart issues, <laughs> like a shank sticking out of it. <sighs> Today, the infamous prison where he died is a museum dedicated to the famous criminals that they had housed in the past. Is that where the mural is? 
Uh, I think so. Yeah, because there's a, a wall fresco I saw. It. I have a picture of it. Oh. Of him. Wicked. Yeah. When the graveyard was dug up, they found that uh, Kitano's bones were actually missing. And it was later said that they were stolen to be made into things like paperweights and given as odd gifts. One of the, one such recipient was the former director of the prison. He received a paperweight made of one of his bones. I want one. No shit, yo. I want one. We need to go online and see if we can if anybody's auctioning any off. <laughs> Seriously. I, I think it's illegal to sell human body parts. Dude, we can go down to South America and South America, I'm sure it's not. <laughs> Nothing's illegal in South America or in Thailand. Yeah, so you've told me. I've never been to Thailand. I've been to Korea twice, but never Thailand. You just got to pay extra, man. Oh, my God. It's okay, you have to order everything a la carte. Yeah, in Korea, the uh, street people will actually abduct young children and submit them to human trafficking, especially if they're blonde Americans, because my mom had to keep a close eye on me because I was a towhead. Hmm, I have an idea. Dye his hair blonde and take him over there. He's a little too old, though. He's not fat. He's just hard to kidnap. Well, not if we drug him and give him away. Well, I could do that, too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to pick it up first. We know that's not going to happen. <laughs> so, any hoosies, while he was in prison, like I said, he had n- no one visited him, ever. Wow, his parents did. Well, of course, they were alcoholic abusers. Right. He died with no family members there to mourn him at at, at his passing. And honestly, I can't say that I blame him on that. Yeah. At the time, though, there's some things that that we should all consider in this case. First thing is that Catano had a few things going on against him. First and foremost, being infected with syphilis at the time of his birth. Right. It's safe to say that his father had it and passed it to his mother before he was born, as I'd said before. Katano obviously had it as well. That's evident in that he's always sick. He's always at the, at the doctor's office. You know, a um, lot of abor- ab- abnormalities and illness. Wow. And that may account for some of his ab- abnormalities uh, that he had as well as some of his mental instabilities as well. Yeah. Well, and I can see the syphilis causing the um, physical abnormalities. Oh, we're going to get to the mental here right now. Okay. Syphilis, if left untreated, can affect the brain over time. When I researched uh, for what I, when I searched for what I, what can happen, there's no I in there, what can happen to the brain in a, in a case, this is what I found. And this is from the Washington State uh, Health Department. Syphilis can cause problems like headaches, migraines, brain damage, paralysis, or hearing and vision loss, and cardiovascular problems. The disease can damage your heart valves or or cause uh, bulging blood vessels, aneurysms, or an inflamed aorta. Wow. So there's a lot of health problems going on there. But you can see where, you know... And then if you have a shank sticking out of your chest, it could... Yeah. Aorta fix that. <laughs> you? I have no... There are literally times when I have no <laughs> words to say to you when you talk like that. Because I'm fucking hilarious. I like that aorta fix that. 
The other issue comes down to family environment. He was from a very abusive family, and I'm sure that he wanted to lash out because they're, he, he's getting the shit knocked out of him at home all the time. Yeah. Violence begets violence in a lot of oh, cases. Yeah. Top that off with being made fun of for your disformities as well. I feel that he learned early on that if he was going to survive, that he needed to be the one who was cruel. Right, and then they always attack ones that are smaller and weaker. Right. Oh, exactly. Take a moment to imagine if I were to beat you daily and consistently made, constantly made fun of you for your physical issues that you had. There's no one that you can turn to to get help because you're poor. No one wants to help you because not only uh, do they consider you a freak, but you act out in violent ways as well. You're living in a time where no one asks why it's happening. Why, why are you acting out? Why do you do what you do? The people around you only see that you're acting out and that you're, that you're very different from everybody else. How do you cope? You seek out others who are weaker than you. You seek out those who, who you can dominate and take out all of your aggression on and all of your hatred. Yeah. Now, someone else can feel your pain because you're inflicting it on them. Right. Now, someone else can feel your shame that they, that they can feel and they can suffer the same way that you do every day at the hands of others. Right. This is a child that had nowhere to hide, nowhere to get away from being abused on many levels. Right. What did shock me, however, is that there was no reports of sexual assault in his crimes. And he was sexually assaulted by his parents, though, right? No, just beaten. Oh, okay. But, then maybe that's but, why. Well, here's the reason why that shocked me. <clears throat> the articles that I read about the chronic masturbating said to me that somewhere in my research, I should come across something of a sexual nature. I want to add that it wasn't just because of his masturbating, but with the violence and victimizing of others as well. I was looking at the entire picture. What's one of the worst ways you can victimize a person? I feel it's to take away the innocent from a child in a sexual way. Right. Catano did not do that as far as I can tell. So that makes me ask myself, actually, why? I have a theory, but go ahead. We'll get there. I got, <laughs> I got a lot to go. Okay. I wrote a lot. You did this time? Yeah, all my personal thoughts. I am kind of impressed with you right now. Perhaps it's because there was nothing that happened to him in the realm of being sexually violated. That could be it, right? If that's the case, then that would explain why he attacked and killed in the manner that, that he did without including a sexual act in his actions. Right. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad that he did not rape or molest kids. Right. I'm only pointing out that because I'm only pointing it out because I found it a bit curious, given how big of a deal some articles made about his overindulgence and masturbating. Right. Some monsters are born, and others are created. I myself like this. Oh, I myself feel like this is a combination of both of them. Mm -hmm. 
who's born with an STD that can affect so many things in your body as well as affect your mental health. Right. As well as the abuse that he found in his own home. Right. And he had this disease when his brain was forming. Right. Right from the get-go, from the time of conception. Yeah. It took his... I took this assignment. Fucking read. I took this assignment because Tammy told me his moniker. And I thought it would be funny. The big-eared midget. I kind of did, too, actually. And I'm kind of, like, feeling a little bad for him, but not really. I am, too. In the end, though, I found it a sad tale to be told. Mm -hmm. Every article that I read about Catano shows him as a monster, but none of them really explain why. He was a monster. Yes, they glance over his abuse and the syphilis issue, but none seem to connect the dots between those facts. But we find that a lot, that they don't take, even the media doesn't take into account the gray areas in life. Right, nobody... They focus on the black and white. Right, they, no, nobody says that this is a possibility why this could happen. Right, right. I mean, they did that with Josh Tur- that Josh... Uh, Josh Turner. Yeah, it was Turner. Yeah, it was Turner, yeah. But, no, Phillips. Was it Phillips? Yeah, Phillips. Oh, that's right. I'm thinking it was, of the black guy. Yeah, it was, it was uh, Charles Turner. Yeah, it sounds right. What Catano did was monstrous and horrible as well. Mm-hmm. No one wants to think about their kids being horribly killed. Correct. I know that I surely would not like to find out Catano killed my kids, and I'm sure that as a parent... Uh, as one of uh, of one of their victims, I wouldn't stop to think about the reasons why he killed either. I'd be too focused on the fact that he did it in the first place. It's a lot easier to look at the larger picture when you're not involved. When you're not involved in what happened, and you're reading it about a hundred years in the future since he killed his victims, right? Here's what I'm going to throw in as a little public service announcement. Think about what you're teaching your kids. I'm a firm believer that kids need discipline. But with that said, there's a difference between discipline and punishment. And Yeah, and abuse. Teach them respect. Lead them with love. And remember that respect goes both ways. You can't expect them to show you respect if you're not willing to do the same for them. Right. Be firm and consistent. And please don't be abusive. As I said earlier, abuse and violence only leads to the cycle of abuse and violence continuing through to your kids. I'm not saying that that it'll always work with your kids. By the way, sometimes kids are just assholes. (laughs) Case in point. (laughs) He raised his hand. I'm just saying. (laughs) But you would be shocked. And how your life can improve when you make a change to better your life. This is true. So what did you think about that one? I was in disbelief for a lot of it. Especially considering how young he was when he attempted his first murder. And then how young he was when he committed his first murder. Now, I want to discuss what you were talking about as far as... um, Because I believe, this is what I was picturing in my head the whole time you were talking about his case, is that he 
committed the violence towards his victims because he had experienced almost that exact same violence since basically since he was born. Right. Well, I actually read in an article that when he was examined by the doctors when he went to prison, they found over 27 scars on his head alone from beatings that he took. Yeah. However, when it comes to the sexual violence, the lack of sexual violence, I believe even though he he may have had this propensity to, uh, as a chronic masturbator, you know, this you know, this thing that he had that he was sent away for or whatever, if that's true. However, it doesn't talk about, I mean, because he was so young in puberty that maybe he didn't even know about sex. It could be. That he was just feeling these hormones that felt, oh my God, I have to release this pressure. And so he did. Um, So he might not even known about intercourse. But uh, that's what it was. But at the same time, if he was never sexually molested, he wouldn't inflict that pain on his victims. But it's not saying that he didn't masturbate at the sites because that was so long ago that they wouldn't have. Right. They would, they, there was no DNA. Yeah, exactly. Like so there's no, there is nothing to say that he didn't masturbate and have a <laughs> sexual release after the murders. It's True. just saying that he didn't sexually abuse, assault them. Right, right. and So you know, that, I mean, that's what I was picturing in my head. And that's kind of what I was thinking, too. I was thinking, you know, he, he's getting his catharsis by Murder, beating and yeah, murdering. By be, yeah, by being very violent and murdering. Because that's exactly what he's getting at home. And maybe, just maybe, he felt like he wished he were dead. And plus, you have the consistent link to where he's hitting all of his victims in the head with, like, rocks. Until you get to the hammer and nails. Right. But there's always a head injury or choking. Right. And if he's got all those scars on his head, that goes to show that exactly. he was assault. I mean, he had his head bashed in many times. Right. So it, it follows a pattern. Yeah. Dad's at the top of the food chain. He beats the family. Right. The older brothers beat the youngest brother because he's small. He's an easy target. Right. And they're getting their catharsis by beating him. Now he's going out and seeking, you know, 18 months. I read one where, one thing where he had burnt the eyelids of a baby with a cigarette. That's what I forgot to throw in there. So, I mean, it was, it was pretty heavy-duty shit. So, shit. therefore, he is going out and victimizing people that are younger and smaller than him. And weaker. Oh, way yeah, weaker. Yeah, weaker than him because he is actually a smaller, weaker kid, so he can't pick on anybody his own age. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So, it's like the cycle of violence in everything. But, I mean, but then again, if he's going through all that abuse... And everything, he needs a release for that. He needs an outlet. And that's all he knows. Right. And I want to point out that at the years that this was happening. Yeah, early 1900s. No sight. There's, there's, there's no shrinks. No, not at all. Especially, and especially in, in the poor area. Yeah, I was going to say, especially in, you know, the destitute areas of, you know, other countries that weren't developed yet. I mean, they're. They're, they're just coming out of an age of, a, hey, how do we cure this, leeches? Yeah. I mean, they're just... I mean, because even in South America, I don't even think they had the ability to do uh, electroshock or lobotomies or shit back then. No, electroshock and lobotomies didn't come out until the late 1920s or 30s. Oh, was it? I'd have to look it up again, but I think it was like the 1920s, I think. Okay. Um, hold on. I'm just... Yeah. So, I mean, you just, like I said, oh, oh. wow. Okay, so yeah, 1946, so wow. they didn't have lobotomies. 
um, you know, they had asylums, but they're not nut True. huts like we know them today. This is where you lock people away to fucking die. Right. This is true. You just, I mean, and then, well, because there's that place. Oh, 1935? Yeah, there's that place in New York that it's all closed down now, but it has several buildings on several acres where they house people with uh, developmental disabilities and mental illnesses and stuff. And they just basically like left them in there and didn't clothe them, hardly fed them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, used the same freaking needles and shit when they gave them their medications. And I mean, they showed pictures of the patients there. And they were like skin and bones and just rocking back. I mean, because they had nothing. Right. They weren't taken care of. So I can see that in, you know, other countries too. Yeah. Oh, totally. You know, there's rough times back then all around oh the God. world. I know. And it's just horrible. Totally horrible. The way people are treated. Yeah. Well, we're... well, and even today, a lot of people with mental health issues and developmental disabilities are mistreated. I mean, because they can't. Verbal. A lot of them can't verbalize what's going on with them. True, but the number is way less than it was. It is way less than what it was. And you're you're never going to stop abuse. True. This is true. You know, you're always going to have a percentage of a population that's going to be abusive in one way or another. True. All you can hope is that you can limit that percentage. Right. You know, keep bringing it down and bringing it down because it's a lot better now than it was back then. Wow. As far as percentages. Right. It's just, I don't know. I have a hard time with all that. I mean, I just cannot get over what he went through. And I mean, because being born with it, I mean, because like I said, he had it when his brain was developing. Right. So it's not like he got it when he was older, had a developed brain and it had to deteriorate. His brain was developing. And so it wasn't, you know. Right, and you got the you got syphilis that's already attacking your organs. You're always exactly. Sick. You're the you're the weakest one. Yeah, you're like the runt. And your family doesn't give two fucks about that. They don't give two shits. Dad gets drunk, beats the fuck out of you. Your brothers fucking beat the shit out of you. Yeah, I just. So on the one hand, what he did was horrible, but I kind of understand why. Right. I don't condone it in any way. Jesse Palmer is the one I was thinking of. I had to look for his Jesse name. Pa- oh, yeah. The guy out of Massachusetts. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. He was the really young one. But yeah, because I just, it makes me so sad when you hear about kids that age going through all that abuse. Correct. I mean, because look at Joshua Phillips. I mean, when we did him, we found out that he was basically abused by his father from the time he was born. And he was the one that accidentally hit the girl with the baseball. Yeah, he's bat. the one yeah. that hit the girl with the baseball and then she was crying and he said he drug her into the house and didn't know what to do because his dad was on his way home and so he panicked and like you know, hit her again. Well, yeah. I mean, he made a bad choice. He did, but he made a he made a bad choice that's almost understandable. When you look at the big picture and know that right. your dad is knocking the shit out of you over literally everything, like a exactly. fly flies by, and all of a sudden, yeah, and all of his um, rules and regulations and shit that he had for the house were constantly changing. Yes, so you never had any normality. Right. So, so kind of, yeah. I, I don't condone it, 
It was no, a really bad but choice, it, but but it seems. I mean, because it almost like you and I when we were growing up. It's like if we sneezed or said the wrong word, we got the shit knocked out of us. Oh yes, and it's like I could say no today and say no tomorrow. I mean, say no today and it's fine. Say no tomorrow and I get knocked around. Yep. Oh, you yeah. know that's how it was, and I'm sure that's how it was with them too. Yeah. No. I, exactly. I. I I yeah, whenever we well. hear about the abuse that kids suffer, it's like you and I can totally relate to it. Oh, yeah. It's like we like go back to that time. But yeah, I just I was thinking it was going to be a different story too. I was hoping it was, man. You give me big eared midget. I'm thinking about well, one of my ex wives well, that's, that's half a person because she's a midget. Well, and that's what I kept thinking. It's like okay, he was this like a little person, and he committed these murders, which was astonishing to me because. Can you imagine? I mean, I have yet to come across a serial killer that's a little person. Can you describe your attacker, sir? Yeah, he, he was, was about like, four foot two. He was about four foot tall. <laughs> he sounded like he uh, he was. And he came Willy... at me and attacked my ankles first and knocked me down. He sounded like he just escaped from Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. <laughs> he bit my ankles and then he shanked me. And... Not really high, but he got like. You know, he got like up towards like my upper thigh. It was yeah, and then bullshit, he cut man. my Achilles so I couldn't move. <laughs> That's and right. I was gone. I was gone, man. Thank God just showed up. And then all of a sudden he danced on me and said, Oompa. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's right. So he, he sung a little Oompa Loompa song about me. <laughs> it doesn't look like a good day for you. Oompa Loompa Doopa Dee Dee. I am so I'm bad. going to we come going and to stomp on sh- your knee. You and I are both going to get shot now. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I'm going to have like a hundred fucking little people chasing me? <laughs> We'll kick your ass now, you son of a bitch. Come on, let's get him. <laughs> well, it, the I mean, that's what feet? I was picturing is just this little guy committing murders and stuff. And I was like, oh, this has got to be comical. But, I mean, I'm just, it's a tragic story. I'm going to have like 50 uh, goddamn midgets chasing me. It's going to sound like a herd of goddamn chihuahuas yeah. coming down the road. That's scary, man. <laughs> well, and well, and with this guy, it's it's like a tragic case because it's tragedy was done to him. And tragic in his actions that he did to others. Yeah, no, totally. So it was just tragic all the way. I mean, I'm just like, I I, I kind of feel bad for him. Right, because you, you got... I mean, I don't ever condone somebody's actions like that. And he, you know, but at the same time, that's all he knew. Right, when you have all these different um, issues going on, you got the poverty, that's bad enough. That's going to already, mm-hmm. it, it will give you a proclivity to not be poor. Correct. Because you want to eat. Correct. I'm not saying that everybody who's poor is going to become a thief or a criminal. No. But. I mean, you didn't become a thief. I didn't become a thief. I'm just a criminal. I was going to say, I had to clarify that because you looked at me funny. But no, you didn't become a thief. Right. Um, I mean, you didn't go out and steal cakes and apples like Pansram did. No. No, no. I uh, I, I went hungry a lot. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I never. St- I'm not. I, I can't abide a fucking thief. That's that's one of my pet peeves. Oh, yeah. Me too. It's a, the. From the day my grandpa, my grandfather, my maternal grandpa, took me back to the store when I stole some penny candy (laughs) and made me, A, return it and pay for it, and then kind of punished me when I got home, I have never stolen another item. Well, just like I told you what happened with Jake when we were in Oh, yeah, with the truck. Or the car. The toy car. Well, it's only five cents. He can keep it. No, it's not the fucking point. In Iowa, that was nothing. <laughs> I'm like, the, you don't remember that? 
Oh, let me tell it you a story. Oh, so you were like maybe five-ish, and we were on my truck, and I had just gotten into a truck wreck uh, on uh, Highway 50. Right. it was a sheet of ice. Well, they bring out a new truck. Isn't that in eastern Iowa? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I was heading up to Winnebago, uh, Minnesota. Oh, yeah. And uh, so... A bagel. We're getting ready to, to take off. We go to a, uh, uh, like, a, it was a thrift store. Okay. And they had a big bin of uh, cars and shit like that. And you pocketed one. And we get back out to the truck, and I, you pull it out, and I go, hey, where'd you get that? You go, in the store. I said, <laughs> no. Yeah. So we walked back no, you into didn't. the store, and I made you apologize and give it back to him. And the lady said, you know, it's only five cents. He can keep it. I said, no, that's not the point. He took it. Yeah. We, we don't steal. Exactly. We don't steal in my family. Well, and not only that is, I had a police officer ask me because, you know, they were trying to tell me about the age of accountability, blah, 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 and how it's 12 years old. And I said, bullshit. <laughs> I said, because if a child is raised right, they know right from wrong at an early age. <coughs> and he and my son was maybe nine years old. And he goes, well, what would you want us to do if your son was at Safeway at this age and stole something? I said, I would want you to go down there, slap some handcuffs on him, mm. throw him in the cop car and take him down to the police station, fingerprint him, mugshot him and throw him in the cell. Call me up, and when I've calmed down, I will come and get him. <laughs> yeah, because if I come uh, any quicker than when I calm but, down, then you're going to be investigating a homicide. Yeah, because my whole point is maybe then he'll learn not to fucking do it. And he knows right from wrong, so he knows that's not acceptable. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's like, and I said, and I am sorry if that makes me sound like a horrible parent. And the cop looked at me, he goes, actually, that makes you sound like one of the better ones. I go, well, thank you. Maybe everybody should be that way. I think that we should be able to put shock collars on our kids. Dude, my, my <laughs> That's nephew. That's just me. Though. Dead serious. My nephew had a tendency to run everywhere, and Cat Williams would have been mad at me, but I literally had one of those leash, those like leashes on him. <laughs> and somebody said to me, Why do you treat him like that? That's just abuse and everything. And he would look, I would take it off while we were at the park, and he'd look at me and says, Can you put my leash back on? So he like I mean because it was a sense it was a boundary thing, and kids like boundaries. But I almost want to, and it's like I don't even know how to go about doing it. But I want to petition like government and stuff to realize that there is gray areas in life. So laws and the legal system should you know acknowledge that. I agree. And not be so black and white. I I totally agree. You know, look at the big picture. Oh, sorry, look at the big picture, because if we can understand why these things happen. Because yeah. don't just look at what they did. Try right. to figure out why they did. Well, my thing is, if we can figure out why certain things happen. Especially with the child offenders. Then we can, we stand a better chance of spreading information. Correct. And preventing it. Correct. So that way there, you know, maybe parents will see, hey, man, my kid's being a little bit abusive to the dog. And other animals, we need to look at this shit. Right. Instead of going, he's just a kid. No. No, he isn't. No, because a normal kid who is not like trying to have an outlet for his aggression or whatever he's going through does not automatically go out and abuse an animal. They generally are very kind and gentle with them. You know. Oh, yes. 
they're like freaking Elmira who freaking wants to love them and hug them and squeeze them all over. Me and Maritza talk about that all the time because we used to love when we were when we first got married. Um, tiny tunes? Yeah, fuck yeah. We're tiny, we, we're toony, we're all a we little loony. Buttons. Um, that's I love Mindy. Tiny Tune. Yeah. That's Mindy. Well, you have that's Tiny Tunes and then you I'm have Animania. That was a- on Animania. Yeah, they're two different cartoons, but yeah, they're it's re- they have a new version of Animaniacs now. Oh wow. That's really fucking I mean, it's really updated and shit. But um no, it's like you have all this stuff and it's like like my son when he was little, I mean, all he wanted to do was love on an animal. <laughs> you know, so that's their natural instinct. Did your mom like animals? Um, my mom loves our dogs, even though she says she, every time we get a new dog, she hates the new one and loves the old one because she used to hate Jethro. And then she grew to love him when we lost Bianca. And then when we got McGee, she hated McGee for a long time and loved Jethro. And now that we had Ghost, when we first got Ghost, she was like, I can't stand this dog. And well, I'm like, works. whatever. She's, you have an ex-husband. So that means she's going to love me, love on this animal. No, because she would love her ex-husband more than she loved you because you'd be the new one. God damn it. <laughs> so you need to find her another one. After- oh, wait, I got to read you the text she sent me because remember I sent her the picture and said something about your future husband? Oh, yeah. She sent I'm- me a text back that says, thanks for the heads up. However, the plan has always been cuddles only. No marriage, no sex. Oh. I'm sticking to that, especially now. <laughs> Send her back one saying, you're breaking my heart, baby. You're breaking my heart. <laughs> but yeah. No, it's just, yeah, I just can't get over it. I think you should tragedy. post the picture to our webpage. Oh, I probably these are will. Freaking or at awesome least games. our Facebook page. Because I we're still revamping our website. And so. Oh, shit. That reminds me. I was supposed to have a meeting with John, our tech guy. I was going to say, are, we, are, are you going to take me this time? Or are you just going to send me pictures? I am. I'm going to send I'll fucking send him a thing. We'll do it like sometime during the week or on the weekend or some shit. Yeah. So come up next week. Gotcha. All right. Remember that you can send us an email. My brain actually stopped. I was going to say, were you, were you stuck there for a minute? <clears throat> I did. My brain got flooded. Yeah. Send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check out the website at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Click on that Patreon page and help us out. Help a brother out. And ignore all the higher-end shit because that's just there for shits and giggles because it's ludicrous. Um, yeah, it's just there as a, you know, kind of a joke and, you know, whoever wants to. Well, I mean, because we have levels as low as five dollars, so yeah, five bucks helps. Yeah, everything That's else. That's five bucks a month, you know. Yeah, anything helps. Anywho's, uh, what else? Uh, look for us on Medium, Crime Beat, on Medium, or wherever you get your blogs. If you want to read our shit without all my bullshit, this show's copyrighted twenty twenty two by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved. I'm out of here with my jammy jams. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. I have nothing more to say. Because you, you don't have cool footy jammies. I don't want cool footy jammies, but thank you. They're awesome. Bye, everybody. Have a nice day. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>